Utility companies and customers struggle with unpaid bills. Tips for dining out and houses of worship delay their openings. For the Oklahoman, I'm Paige Dillard. The latest numbers from the State Department of Health show there are 3,473 confirmed cases of COVID-19 in Oklahoma and 214 deaths. On Tuesday, Governor Stitt called for testing locations and providers to expand access to all those who desire to be tested, even without demonstrating symptoms. All of those testing sites can be found at coronavirus.health.ok.gov slash drive-through testing. We think there is a slow but steady downward trend to the numbers of new cases. It's hard to hard to get a handle on because one day we'll get in 30 new cases, the next day we'll get 130 new cases. And so we do a couple of different things to flatten that, uh, the lumpiness of the curve in a sense as we look at three day and seven day running averages. And that helps the up and down movement of the reporting of new cases be a little bit more easy to understand. By both of those measures, there's a slight, but demonstrable downward trend over the last two weeks. Dr. Douglas Drevis, Chief of Infectious Diseases at OU Medicine, says he believes the state is past the peak of hospitalizations for now. Drevis added the number of deaths should also start declining as the number of hospitalizations decrease. However, there is still a chance we will see a resurgence of cases at a later date. If you look simply at infections, we will more than likely have a second and perhaps a third wave of infections. Now I'm saying that because that's how epidemic influenza work. It's still a bit speculative about the next waves of this coronavirus, but the other circulating coronaviruses that we have do have a seasonality that is like influenza, which means that it picks up in the winter months. The other example we have is back from 2009, with the swine variant influenza. And in fact, we did have a, a surge or a, um, a resurgence of cases in September, October, when schools reopened. So it is likely that we will have some kind of a resurgence of COVID-19 also in the fall and winter. Although that's not guaranteed, it is likely. Until we have a vaccine, medical experts say social distancing and wearing masks in public is our best defense. Recent data from the European Centers for Disease Control suggested these same actions helped drastically reduce the number of transmissions and infections in Europe. Oklahoma's unemployment agency says it has discovered more than 3,800 fictitious claims since mid-March. The Oklahoma Employment Security Commission is also reviewing hundreds of other suspicious filings. Agency leaders say they are hearing from claimants blocked from filing for unemployment because the claim has already been submitted in their name. If you believe a fraudulent claim has been filed using your personal information, you're asked to send an email to fraud at OESC. Dot state dot okay dot US. The number of overdue utility accounts has soared in the past six weeks, from an average of 300 before COVID-19 to nearly 11,000 accounts, leaving households more than $3.2 million behind on their bills. Bill Crum has more on the financial concerns facing both customers and companies. As the COVID-19 crisis has deepened, Oklahoma City Utilities Department has found that more and more customers are falling behind on their monthly water bill. As people go back to work 
And as the pandemic recedes, one of the issues that is left unresolved at this point is how utilities will make up for the money that they've lost and how customers who have fallen deeper and deeper in debt to their local utilities will be able to pay their bills. Oklahoma City Mayor David Holt has written a letter to congressional leaders urging that they take action to limit the damage that's being felt by utilities around the country, as well as help their customers out with those bills. Holt says in his letter that water utilities are working tirelessly to ensure that customers continue to have safe and reliable water services, which of course is important because hand washing is a key element in the effort to prevent the spread of coronavirus. In Oklahoma City, the utilities department suspended disconnections for non-payment back in March and has been working to reconnect customers who previously had been disconnected for non-payment. The Water Utilities Trust provides water throughout the region to the city of Oklahoma City and to 18 other municipalities and rural, rural water districts with a combined population of approximately 1.4 million people. Holt says in his letter, that on average, prior to the pandemic, Oklahoma City had about 300 delinquent customers who, in his words, we work with on a daily basis to keep from disconnecting their water service for an extended period of time. That number has skyrocketed to 11, nearly 11,000 delinquent customers, and the average delinquency is about $314 at this point, and it's just going up. The economic impacts of coronavirus are expected to be enormous, Holt says in his letter. Decreased revenue from households that are struggling to pay their bills and the sudden drop-off in industrial and business water usage could lead, he says, to billions of dollars in lost revenue for water and wastewater systems nationwide. Holt sent the letter earlier uh, this month in in April. Uh, So far, Congress has not acted on any stimulus funds directly intended to help water utilities weather the pandemic crisis. And uh, that's about where it stands today. Penn Square Mall and the shops at North Park in Oklahoma City, as well as Woodland Hills Mall in Tulsa, will reopen on Friday. The shops at North Park will reopen its common entrances. However, several tenants have their own exterior entrances and their own reopening plans, according to mall owner Tom Morris Enterprises. Simon Property Groups, who owns both Penn Square and Woodland Hills Malls, says it will limit its hours of operation from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. on Monday through Saturday and noon to 6 on Sunday. Bars will not be among the businesses opening their doors on May 1st. While restaurants can open their dining rooms, bars will be part of the second phase of reopening targeted for May 15th. As for stopping by your favorite local eatery, diners are encouraged to book reservations where applicable, as seating options will be limited due to social distancing guidelines. 
If you have to wait for seating, it will be in a waiting area with six-foot distancing between parties, whether inside or out. However, state leaders reiterate curbside carryout and delivery are still the best ways to support local restaurants during the pandemic. Many Oklahoma houses of worship wrestled with the question of reopening on Sunday, the first weekend after the city of Oklahoma City's shelter-in-place recommendation expires. Religion editor Carla Hinton explains why many faiths may delay the start of in-person services a bit longer. This Sunday, May 3rd, is the first Sunday that churches and mosques and temples and other houses of worship will be able to gather in person since probably mid-March. So a lot of church leaders and rabbis and uh, Muslim imams and, and others have been grappling with the decision on whether they actually should reopen or not. And so we have found that most churches, particularly those that are part of a denomination like the Catholic Church or the Episcopal Church in Oklahoma or even the United Methodists, they are going to wait a while before uh, reopening. Now, I did talk to a Southern Baptist pastor, Pastor Dan Maxwell at Chisholm Creek Baptist Church in uh, Northwest Oklahoma City, and he is planning to reopen. He said that his church is going to practice social distancing. They will have the uh, chairs six feet apart. They will have plenty of masks and plenty of hand sanitizers, and they're going to try to make it as safe as possible. But he said there are members of his church who are really excited about being able to worship together. Meanwhile, the church is also going to continue offering their drive-in service where they have uh, people coming to their parking lot and they'll have a church there uh, in the parking lot. So he's offering two different ways to worship, which is kind of uh, unique in this day and time. So this is something that is a really interesting phenomena here in uh, the first part of May as people have to decide whether they're going to actually go to their house of worship or not. For many of the churches that uh, don't plan to reopen until uh, maybe mid-May or maybe the end of May, or some that haven't even made any decisions uh, along those lines. For them, this is a decision about health and safety. They want to make sure that they can adhere to the, the correct guidelines. And they also know that that might take uh, a little bit of time and maybe some some th some thinking, some extra thinking, and they have to get all their staff in place and figure out exactly what that looks like. I know that uh, Life.Church and uh, crossing some of the bigger churches in the metro area. That's kind of their thinking that uh, they're just going to be talking about this uh, in the next uh, week or so as they try to make a determination, but they will not have church on this Sunday, May 3rd. One pastor that I talked to had a really interesting uh, thing going on at his church. Reverend Bill Hulse at Putnam City Baptist Church said he will not have church on Sunday, May 3rd. They will have uh, live stream services. But he did say that his church is going to have what he called lawn chair church on May 10th, which is Mother's Day. He said that they believe that they will be able to uh, do the whole social distancing a little better outside. And uh, they think that they'll be able to keep people safer, but they'll also be able to gather people together in a way that they haven't been able to gather in a long time. Uh, Reverend Hulse said they're still going to have their live stream services, as uh, most of the other churches will continue to do. But he did say that they hope to 
have that lawn chair service on May 10th. I thought that was really, uh, really unique. And there may even be some other churches that are planning something similar. For more information on all these stories and more, visit Oklahoman.com. And be sure to visit Oklahoman.com slash subscribe to sign up for our digital products. For The Oklahoman, I'm Paige Dillard.